Welcome to Identity Church Sunday Morning Message, where sonship is revealed. Stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through Identity Church. Now grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress. Oh, I'm excited. We can go home right now. Let's see, 11.15. Because everything that I was going to talk about this morning, a word of encouragement, has already been done. You know, we've praised, we've worshipped, we're walking in love, we're walking in fellowship, we're talking about the family, we're giving God all the glory for being on the throne. Let's go! Sin no more, as Pastor Charlie says. <laughs> I'm not letting you go yet. You know, um, today I just wanted to speak a little bit and give you guys a word of encouragement, I hope. I hope that somebody will be encouraged by what I have to say today. It's very short. I'm not going to keep you here long. Um, many, 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 many years ago, when I started uh, in my recovery process, I found this Life Recovery Bible. And it walks through steps of how to manage your life when you have been ravaged by addictive behaviors, by the results of addictive behaviors, by insanity, by drugs, alcohol, whatever is going on within the world. It's supposed to be good for you, but it totally trashes your life. So today, I want to start off today with a little bit of encouragement about uh, something that stuck with me the first time I read it, and it comes out of the, the, the New Living Translation, and it's in Deuteronomy 31.6, and it fits everything we've kind of talked about today. It fits the state of where we are today and where I believe God wants us to be moving today. And I always put my name in front of every single verse because then it applies to me. And it's Michael, so be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. And I love this. And do not panic before them. Who is your them? Don't panic before them. People, places, and things. Don't panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. Will. Not that he already has done it. He will in every single moment, in every single situation. The Lord your God will personally. And that word right there just hit me. Personally. That means me and God. Side by side. I'm going to be standing right with him as he personally goes before me to straighten those things out. He will neither fail you or abandon you. I don't have to worry. I don't have to be panicked. I don't have to be afraid. Some translations say be bold, be courageous, and be strong. Some translations say God will go ahead of us and clear out our enemies. But I love this one because it basically just says he will go before them. 
And when you take a look at this particular Bible, and, and trust me, we have how many Bibles? We read them all. I mean, there's so many on the bookshelf, you know, and, but this one speaks to me because it's about a them. It's about people, places, and things. Don't panic. Don't be afraid. Be courageous. Be strong. And also, I love the translation that says, be bold. Wow. We're commanded to be bold. What's that mean? What's that look like? To be bold. It doesn't mean to be prideful and arrogant. You need to pick up the Word of God and get yourself together. Stop doing what you're doing. Doesn't mean that. It means be bold in love. Man, let me tell you a better way. I know you're out there struggling. I know you're doing drugs. I know your life is a mess. I know your family's falling apart. Let me tell you about a better way. Can, you, can I take a minute and tell you about it? Will you listen to me? And then you make your own mind up when I'm done. But I'm here for you. Just be bold when we know those things are coming at us. But that's not my message today. My message is called A Path of Peace. And by working through that and really studying the Scriptures on that, God took me to Luke. And, and because what happened was, I wonder what this path of peace was. What is a path of peace? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like, taste like? What is it that I need to do to stay on a path of peace? And Lord, right now, I just pray that you keep me on a path of this message and not let me go down too many rabbit trails. Thank you, Lord. Well, let me tell you about something about a path of peace. Do you know that nobody can steal your peace? We hear it all the time. Oh, don't let them steal your peace. Don't let Satan steal your peace. Don't let that person steal your peace. Nobody can steal it. It's here. How are they going to steal it unless I take it and give it to them? If I put it out there and I put panic, anxiety, you know, all these troubles, and I'm letting somebody come in there and take my peace, it's got to be out here before they can take it. Let me share a story with you. I lost my peace this week. We have a little dachshund, miniature dachshund, and he is very, uh, he's, he's old. He's 16 or 17. He's going to be 17. Well, he's not doing really well. He's got heart problems. He can't hold his bladder. He can't hold his other functions. He's taking all kinds of medications. Every four hours, we got to baby him, you know, kind of puts our life into a four-hour segments. You know, we have an empty nest, but now we got a geriatric dog that we're taking care of. You know, so the only way we go is four hours at a time. But anyway, he, we love him. I wouldn't trade him for the world. He's been great for us. He's our family. But the other day, he had an accident. And he had it in the dining room under the table on the carpet. And I mean, you know, he was like, I had an accident, you know. And it wasn't the, the wet accident. It was, whoa, okay, I got to get down there and pick it up. So I'm down like this, 
And I'm going, okay, I don't really want to be down underneath this table picking it up. And I got one in there, and then the other one I kind of slipped, kind of smooshed it in my hand a little bit. I, I, I don't want to be gross or anything. But when I got up, I forgot where I was, and I got up and I went, wham! Oh, and Lisa goes, what's going on, blah, blah? She's talking to me from the bedroom, and I just did a Jack Nicholson on her in The Shining. I am so mad. What do you mean, what's going on? I don't know. She goes, holy, what's happening with you? What are you doing? And I've got it in my hand, you know. And uh, But, it, but anyway, uh, I let that take my peace. She's going, are you hollering at me? And I said, no, I'm just frustrated and I'm angry, you know, with the dog. I'm upset. I hit my head, I hit the back of my neck, I hit my elbows, bleeding, you know, and everything else. So I had to repent for that, and I had to say, okay, God, I really lost my peace over that. So this morning, he has a bad habit of laying, I, I, I lay on this side of the bed, and he lays right here, right under me, and he snores like crazy. Louder, louder than me. You know, he wakes me up. But whatever, it's raining this morning. He's sleeping. All of a sudden I hear, and it's still, you know, kind of dark. I'm going, oh, God, I got to get up. Lord, okay, I'll get up. So I get up. I swing out of bed. He's standing over by the door. He's going, okay, come on, let's go. Let's go, let's go. I said, okay. So I get up and I'm walking by, you know, walking out. I take him out. He doesn't do anything. I'm going, oh, this is strange. Walk back in, look. Sure enough, there it is, a couple little presents, you know. Thank God he's not a Great Dane. Because if he was a Great Dane, I would have stepped in it. And I might lose my peace. <laughs> not only my footing. But uh, I, I just had to say, you know, Lord, thank you that my feet swung off the bed. I made it through here. I got him out, and he's all happy now, and I'm happy and cleaning it up again. But whatever, I said, you know, I had a choice at that time. I could have lost my peace or given it away because that's what I have to do. Is you give it away to some little thing, you know, Places, people, or things. I'm going to give my peace away. Or I could have just said, thank you, Lord, that I didn't step in it. Thank you for guiding my feet on a pathway. And He did. He guided my feet on a pathway that bypassed all the landmines. It was amazing. you know. And what happens is, is that gratitude comes out. And you go, oh gosh, okay. I'm so thankful. It's okay, you know. So we could be lovey dove with him again, you know. But I'm on a rabbit trail. Anyway, that is a good explanation of how you lose your peace. And, and trust me, this week, this last month, I could have lost a lot of peace. And I'm sure a lot of people have, are losing their peace, if they even had it at all. And, you know, the first thing God told me today was don't even go into politics. I said, okay, thank you, Lord, I won't lose that. But I want to read to you today what a pathway of peace looks like. I'm going to read it just a little bit. This is coming from Luke chapter 1. 
And this starts with verse 8 to 12. Going to read that for you. And uh, it's the, the story of Zechariah. Everybody knows Zechariah, right? You know, John the Baptist's dad. And so let me, let me just read it. It so happened that as Zechariah was carrying out his priestly duties, he was in his peaceful place. He's being, you know, what God called him to be, doing the things he needed to do. Uh, his priestly duties before God, working the shift assigned to his regiment. There's your shift. You worked the regiment that he did. It came his one turn in life to enter the sanctuary, sanctuary of God and burn incense. The congregation was gathered outside praying at the temple at the hour of the incense burning. Unannounced, an angel of God appeared just to the right of the altar of incense, and Zechariah was paralyzed in fear. He panicked. He saw something he wasn't familiar with. He should have been familiar with it. He's in the temple. He's burning incense to God. You ought to know there's angels in there. But he panicked. The angel reassured him, said, Don't fear, Zechariah. Don't panic. Your prayer has been heard. Elizabeth, your wife, will bear a son by you. And you are to name him John. You are going to leap like a gazelle for joy. And not only and, and not only you, but many will delight at his birth. He'll achieve great stature with God. So this is out of the message, just to let you know. He'll neither drink wine nor beer. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit from the moment he leaves his mother's womb. Wow! Wouldn't that be cool if we're born and we're filled with the Holy Spirit? Look at John. Here he comes. Filled with the Holy Spirit right from the mother's womb. He will turn many sons and daughters of Israel back to their God. He will herald God's arrival in the style and strength of Elijah. Man, I'd like to work in the style and strength of Elijah. Ooh, that'd be good. Uh, the style and strength of Elijah. Soften the hearts of parents to children and kindle devout understanding among hardened skeptics. You know any of those today? Hardened skeptics? Okay, there's probably... Never mind. He'll get the people ready for God. Zechariah then he goes, turns to the angel and he says, You expect me to believe this? What are you saying? Are you crazy? I'm an old man. My wife's an old lady. Now the angel turned to him and said, I am Gabriel, the sentinel of God, sent especially to bring you this glad news. But because you won't believe me, you'll be un unable to say a word until the day of your son's birth. So every word I've spoken to you will come true on time, in God's time. How would you like to have some a time in your life when you had unbelief? Or you panicked? Or you couldn't, couldn't take that in? What was happening surrounding you? You were skeptical? And God just shut your mouth. I'm going to shut you up until this comes true. You're not going to be able to talk. Louis, how would you feel about that? Oh, your wife... 
But she needs to talk to the angel Gabriel, you know, and see what happens. But I'm just saying, you know, I mean, if, if, if it was that, something that we were that skeptical of, and, the, and God just shut us up, said, you're not going to be able to talk until all that I'm telling you is coming true, until the prophecy is fulfilled. Of course, we know what happened in the story. Prophecy was fulfilled, and he could talk. What I want to go, where I want to go with this is, is leading down a pathway of peace, because he's getting ready to walk down a pathway of peace, and he's getting ready to foretell us what the pathway of peace looks like. Down in uh, verse 67 to 79, it says this, Then Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit. God released him. The Holy Spirit came upon him. And then he prophesied. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. What's that? Praise. He praised. He came and set his people free. What's that? Freedom. He set the power of salvation in the center of our lives. Jesus, in the very house of David, his servant. Just as he promised through the preaching of his holy prophets, the study of the Old Testament, the study of the Word, Deliverance from our enemies. There's deliverance. And every hateful hand, he protected us. He's protecting. There's protection over him. So, so far we've got praise. We've got freedom. We've got Jesus. We've got studying the word. We've been delivered. We've got protection. Mercy to our fathers. Now we've got mercy as he remembers to do what he said he was going to do. Now we can be thankful. We have thanksgiving because he's doing what he said he was going to do. What he swore to our father Abraham, a clean rescue from the enemy's camp, so that we can worship him without a care in the world, made holy before him as long as we live. There is the worship side. We, we can worship before him, without a care in the world. Don't panic. Be, be bold. Be strong. Don't be afraid. Do what I ask you to do. And you, my child, the prophet of the highest, will go ahead of the master to prepare his ways. There's evangelism right there. John, you, my child, will go ahead of Christ coming again and prepare his way. Debbie, my child, you will go ahead of Christ coming again and prepare his way. Lou, you will go ahead of Christ coming again and prepare his way. There's the evangelism. We're, we're charged with that. Present the offer of salvation to his people and forgiveness of their sins. So we're forgiven. We need to let the world know on this path that their sins are, can, can be forgiven. There's a way. Through the heartfelt mercies of our God, God's sunrise will break upon us, and that's grace. Shining on those in the darkness, those sitting in the shadow of death. So through prayer and meditation, the sun is going to shine on us. Then showing the way, I love this one, one foot at a time. Here we go. One foot at a time. About how our walk in love 
just like what Ted was talking about. And our life in Christ should look as he sets us on a pathway to peace. Does it make sense to you? Is that making sense? That there is a way to find a pathway through peace. And it's Jesus. Listen, we are all called to be watchmen on the wall. And right now, more than any other time in history, are we charged to be watchmen on the wall. We need to be walking on that path. We need to be that watchman on the wall. We need to be walking in love so others can praise Christ. They can have freedom. They can have freedom in the Word. They can have deliverance. They have protection. They're granted mercy. They can have thanksgiving and worship. They can be charged to evangelize to others. They are forgiven of their sins. They're given grace through prayer, through meditation. They start walking again. And they walk others down a pathway of peace. You see, it's not about us so much. Because if we're walking down the pathway of peace, we're going to lead others down a pathway of peace. That's why we are watchmen on the wall. Every single one of us has been charged. So my question to you today is, are you walking that walk? Where are you at in your walk? And, you know, this is, these are just things to think about. What might be missing in your walk? Are you dealing with a rabbit trail as you're walking down your walk and you haven't forgiven someone? Are you going down a rabbit trail, walking on your walk, and you forget to give God worship and praise? Maybe you don't have time. Are you walking that walk on that trail? on this pathway and you forget to pray or you don't meditate. You know, people go, wow, oh, meditation. Here we go. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about getting into the Word and reading some Scripture and saying, God, what does that mean for me? What am I going to do with that? You know, prayer and meditation is two ways. Prayer is a conversation with God. We might be asking him a question. We might be just talking to him. Lord, you know what? I'm having a rough day. I don't know what to do. I'm about to lose my peace. So-and-so is really driving me crazy. I'm getting all these nutty texts from them, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or it could be a situation at work. They're making me work a double shift. I can't get out of there. Lord, what am I going to do? The answer is in quiet. The answer is in meditation. Because, you know, God can't answer us properly if we continue to talk blah 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 blah. what am i gonna do what am i gonna do what am i gonna quiet and i'll tell you i just told you you didn't hear me or he goes through someone else that word could come from somebody else you know when we're quiet we hear those things one of the hardest disciplines to learn in life and i think i might have shared this before i believe is silence it's the hardest discipline for us to learn in life is to be silent. Because in the silence, we hear God. Sometimes in the silence, we hear our own self. And sometimes in the silence, the enemy can kind of creep in. But we need to practice that. It's a discipline to recognize God's voice 
to recognize the enemy's voice and to recognize our own voice. Have you, you guys, I'll, I'm going to date myself. Have you ever heard of Simon and Garfunkel's The Sounds of Silence? You ever hear that song? Have you ever really listened to it? He's calling darkness his old friend. If he would take that and flip it and, and make God his friend and listen to the Lord in the silence, that would be just the way to do it. So, just lost my train of thought on a rabbit trail. Sorry. We heard so many things today that were so good. So good. And I really don't even need to be up here today. We've got it. But what are we going to give to the world? What is the world, Susan, going to see when you come up against those who might panic you? Love. She got it. We're going to give them our walk in love. And it takes practice. It takes discipline. You know, we have to stay focused on that. So for me, I just will say today, I refuse to be panicked. You know? Anybody else? I refuse to be panicked. I refuse to be distracted. We have a distracting society. Turn this thing off. Turn it off. I mean, just take it and turn it off and throw it over there for a, a couple hours and spend time in prayer, spend time in meditation. Nothing's going to change on it when you get back. You're going to turn it on and you're going to have... Yes. Yeah, he's shutting... Yeah, he keeps shutting hers off because she... Yep. Okay, I got it, Lord. I got it. But those, that's a discipline that you have to learn to turn those things off. I don't need to be... Listen, I spent the last two months, I purposely, and I'm not bragging or anything, I'm just saying that I purposely fasted Facebook because of all the political mumbo-jumbo family stuff that was going on. I didn't want to get wrapped up in that and get panicked and lose my peace and say something unkind to somebody that I love that I didn't want to say or put my opinion in there. You know, if I had anything to say about it, it should be coming right out of the Word of God. But that was going to start a whole other kind of riot. You know, so if they're not going to hear it, then why say it? So turn it off. Stay off of it. Take a break. Um, you know, the distractions that we have in our life are just incredible. How many people have been feeling anxious the last week? No? You guys are good. Do you Have you ever watched TV? Have you watched TV lately? Good. That's good. That's a good thing because TV will tell you that if you have anxiety, you need to go back to your doctor because the pill that you're already taking might not be enough for you. So now he's going to give you another anxiety pill on top of that. And if that's not enough for you, then they're going to give you another pill on top of that. So now you're taking three, three pills for anxiety? What is wrong? And these are all younger people that they're showing. And I'm going, what in the heck is going on? This is crazy. And then the side effects start. 
may cause baldness, may cause death, may cause heart attack, may cause you to lose your hair, may cause you to be violent, may cause you to be homicidal, may cause you to be suicidal, may cause you to be, you know, I'm a little like, what? 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 What are we doing? You know, people, people Hannah's age should not have anxiety about anything. They ought not have it. I don't mean to should, but I'm just, you ought not have that in your life. And we ought not have that in our life. You know, do we, is anxious, is being anxious okay? It's a protective factor. It's an emotion that's a protective factor, it really is. And can we feel it? Yeah. But then we deal with it and go, okay, well, I'm not going to go there. Being anxious is dealing with something that you can't change. You have no control over it. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't taken place yet. That's what anxiety is. It's looking at something that's ahead. Oh, wow, that could happen to me. So I better go to the doctor and get another pill. Because, you know, that way I won't be worried about what's going to happen to me when I'm on this pill. But wait a minute, I'll go get another pill, and that'll keep me more calm. And then we're, we're just turning into people that need life recovery books and recovery groups. So, anxiety, worry, fear, panic, keep them off your path. Practice some of these other principles. Practice some of those things when you start feeling anxious. Praise and worship. When you start feeling panicked, read the scriptures. When you start feeling, when you're starting to worry, give God praise and thanksgiving. That and gratitude that you He guided your step around this morning, and you didn't you didn't have that. Show grace to others who don't agree with you. Just you know how you show grace? They don't agree with you. Don't argue with them. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, be quiet. No, be quiet. Practice silence. Practice silence. You know, okay, that's that's your opinion. You're wrong, but I'm you know you're wrong, but yeah, yeah, you're wrong. But you know, hey, whatever. You know, I'm not gonna there's no there's no well never mind, I'm not gonna go there. I said I wasn't gonna do that. Okay. So walking in love. So what I would like to do to kind of close out, if you guys will, have you stand up. And I'm going to ask you to state your name at the beginning of what I'm going to say to you. And we're going to go ahead and read that Deuteronomy 31.6 again. I'll say it. You follow me. Kathy, you don't have to do that. Don't. Don't worry about it. See, she's panicking. And running back up there going, ah, it's got to be up there. It's got to be up there. That's my job. You don't have to do that. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to read it out loud. So say your name. Here we go. Ready? Michael. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will never fail you, 
nor abandon you. All right, here we go. I will not be panicked. Come on. I will not be dismayed. I will not be distracted from the path that God has set me on, which is a path of peace, a path of love, a path of commitment to, to Him, a path of prayer and meditation, a pair of praise and worship, a path, a path of studying the Word, a path of showing mercy and grace, a path of evangelizing and sharing with others about the forgiveness of sin in Christ. What I said, okay, good, that's good to be in agreement. And I am a watchman on the wall. And trust me, I'm watching. And that's our duty. Listen, I just want to pray for you guys. Before we go, we're going to go home. Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for every single watchman here. And Father, for those that aren't here, those who are out there listening on the internet, those who are on vacation right now, I, I pray, Father, and I thank you for them. And Father, I just ask that you charge their heart with love, that you charge them to be silent when it's the right time to be silent, even though they're wrong. And also to take that protection, that mercy and that grace and that praise and that worship and that freedom and instill it in all those that they come in contact with. Father, we want to walk that walk in love and we want to walk at one foot step in front of the other one day at a time, sometimes one moment at a time, Sometimes one minute at a time. Sometimes it's one hour at a time. But we want to walk it constantly, and we want to walk it with you. And I just pray for each person here, Father, as they leave today, that they're going to find what their pathway looks like. Everybody's pathway is different because you plan their path. But their pathways have the same things in them because we are united and we're one body. So, Father, help us show the rest of this world, the rest of the, our country, those that we come in contact with, that we are lovers, we are peacemakers, and there's a big difference between being a peacekeeper and a peacemaker, but that's another message. That we are peacemakers, and we are lovers of you, Father, and we want to walk with you constantly. And help us to change other minds and others' lives by showing them this pathway. We love you, we praise you, and we give you all glory and honor in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Go, have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church. To know more about us, go to identitychurch.net, where you'll find resources such as a calendar, media, and upcoming events. You may also download an app for your mobile device from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then from your mobile device, you can hear our messages. Read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on the social media, and even pay your tithe. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.